During the four and a half years our daughter Kayla was alive and during the years when she was sick, people would often look at her. Often it was when she had lost her hair from chemotherapy or uh, her illness was very apparent because of some other physical symptom. And sometimes they would look at her with curiosity. Sometimes they would look at her with concern and compassion. And occasionally, we would see them whisper. And it happened about four times that I can remember. Usually when we were in a store or some other public place, someone who had been looking would approach us and they would say, I have a word from the Lord for you. And we learned to dread that because usually the word from the Lord that they wanted to give us indicated that the Lord that they were listening to was not at all acquainted with Kayla's actual illness or her circumstances. And a few times when people approached, when they said, I have a word from the Lord for you, I would say, no thank you. I would say, I know the Lord. I talk to him every day and he can communicate whatever word he has for me directly to me. Now that might sound harsh to you, but often their well-meaning, the well-meaning stranger was just not helpful with what they thought were words from the Lord. And I didn't want to hear it from them. And there were many, many times during those years when we did receive a word from Jesus at just the right time in ways that we knew he was speaking, that he was caring for us and for our daughter. And maybe like me, you have heard people talk about a word from Jesus and you have listened and you have thought, that just isn't something that Jesus would say. And when you hear someone say, I have a word from Jesus, you may uh, think that maybe they're just a little odd for God. And I totally get that. But there is something else that I have to admit And I'm guessing I'm not alone in this. There have been other times in my life when I desperately needed a word from Jesus. During hard times or while making difficult decisions or when life had inflicted such pain that I just wasn't sure that I would survive it. During times when I was confused, at times when I was out of sorts, I really needed to hear a word from Jesus. And to be honest, some of those times he felt pretty far away, maybe even silent. And to be honest again, some of those times when he felt far away and silent, I was avoiding reading the Bible, the Word of God. I was avoiding prayer, which is why he felt so far away, why he felt silent. Have you had times like that? Times when you needed a word from Jesus? Maybe you're in one of those times right now. Times are crazy now. We've never lived through a time like this. It's scary and it's frustrating and it's lonely. And if you're like me, you have thought, what if this virus really is as bad as the experts seem to think? Will my family be okay? Other times you have thought, what if the conspiracy theorists are right? And this is all about politics and control. And we have heard so many different messages and conflicting facts. It's hard to know what to believe. And do you know what we need? 
We need a word from Jesus. And we won't find all the answers to all our questions and concerns, but I want to spend the next six weeks hearing from Jesus. Words that will challenge us and encourage us and hopefully get us back on track as we seek to follow him fully during this very difficult time we live in. We will hear a word from Jesus as he says things like, everything is possible for one who believes. And As he says, but among you, it will be different. And when you are weak, my power is made perfect in you. And sometimes the word from Jesus will be in the form of a question. We will hear him ask, what do you want me to do for you? And do you love me more than these? And today we will hear Jesus say, you must change and become like little children. So as we begin this series on hearing a word from Jesus, let's ask him to speak into our lives right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we invite you to speak to us. Father, we want to hear from Jesus. We want a word from Jesus during this time. And Father, we want to pay attention to what you have said to us in the past through your word and what you are saying to us today, how you want to change our lives. And uh, we thank you, Father, that your word is living and active, that it is able to teach us and correct us and train us in righteousness. And so, Father, as we open your word Will you let us hear today a word from Jesus? For it's in his name we pray. Amen. So, does anyone else feel like their spouse treats them like a child sometimes? I like to tell the story of Jill and I grocery shopping together a few years ago. And I was hungry when we got there. And I grabbed some chips and she said, put those back. We don't need them. And we went down the cereal aisle and I grabbed some Lucky Charms and she took them out of the cart and put them back and said, those have too much sugar. And the worst happened when we were in the cookie aisle. I started to grab some animal crackers and she slapped my hand. She actually slapped my hand and I couldn't believe it. She slapped my hand just like I was a child. And I got so upset. I jumped down out of the shopping buggy and I went out and waited for her in the car. Okay, I made that story up, but it was fun. But let's look at our passage for today. Let's hear a word from Jesus. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 18. At that time, the followers of Jesus came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and stood the child before his followers. Then he said, I tell you the truth, you must change and become like little children. Otherwise, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The greatest person in the kingdom of heaven is the one who makes himself humble like this child. Whoever accepts a child in my name accepts me. If one of these little children believes in me and someone causes that child to sin, it would be better for that person to have a large stone tied around the neck and be drowned in the sea. I think there's several things we could say 
after reading these verses. I think it's important to note the priority kids have in the heart and mind of Jesus. Jesus said some incredible things here. Uh, He said, when we accept a child in his name, we accept him. Wow. This is one of the reasons we place such a high priority on kids and families at impact because it reflects the heart of Jesus. Another thing that is important to note is Jesus' warning. When people cause kids to sin or fall in their faith, that is a spiritually dangerous thing to do. This goes beyond people who abuse kids or tempt them away from Jesus. I'm concerned that it also applies to parents who fail to make their kids' spiritual life a high priority in their home and in their schedule. And Jesus said it would be better for those people who harm children spiritually to have a millstone uh, like the one in the picture that's in Nazareth today tied around their neck and be drowned in the sea. Wow. Again, Jesus puts a high priority on kids. But what we're talking about today are the words that were in red. Look at the, those first few verses again. At that time, the followers came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and stood the child before his followers. Then he said, I will tell you the truth. You must change and become like little children. Otherwise, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The greatest person in the kingdom of heaven is the one who makes himself humble like this child. Jesus says we must change, or in some translations, he says we must be converted to become like little children. The passage isn't saying that we should revert or that we should regress to being childish, but that we should make a decision to change, to convert ourselves to become like children. There is a difference between being childish and being childlike. What childlike qualities should we incorporate in our lives as we make the decision to change And become like little children. Well first we need a childlike humility. A childlike humility. This is uh, the one we know Jesus was thinking of. Because it fits the context of the passage. Jesus is saying he wants us to have a childlike humility. Unfortunately we don't get instantly cured of sinful arrogance and ambition when we become followers of Jesus. And here's the interesting fact. Staying close to Jesus doesn't necessarily cure us of all of our arrogance either. The Lord's closest followers wanted to know which of them was going to be the greatest in God's kingdom. And as we will see later in the series, this wasn't the only time. Uh, They seem to have this discussion quite often. And so Jesus calls over a little child and he says, if you don't change and become like this little child, you won't get into the kingdom of heaven at all. He says the greatest person in the kingdom of heaven will make themselves humble like a child. His illustration makes sense because Although little children can be selfish sometimes, and they can certainly lose their temper, 
they really don't have a lot to be arrogant about. You never hear a baby bragging about being the one who keeps their diaper dry the longest or a three-year-old bragging about being the greatest kid in the nursery. Little children tend to be humble, especially around a group of adults, a, a group of people older and wiser than them. And Jesus is saying that we need to be humble because we are always in the presence of God. Us making the decision to change and making the decision to have childlike humility is key to being who God has called us to be. And it's consistent with the other teaching of Scripture. Look at these verses from Matthew 23, verse 12. Jesus said, people who think they are better than others will be made humble, but people who humble themselves will be made great. And in Philippians 2, we read, In whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and honor others more than yourselves. And in 1 Peter 5, we read, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Now, here's the trap we often fall into when we start talking about humility. Everyone, absolutely everyone, thinks they're humble. I have never met an arrogant person who knows they are arrogant. So you need to spend a little time determining whether you really have changed, whether you really have embraced a childlike humility. Let me ask you a few piercing questions that might guide your need for this. Do you think that some opinion you hold about this pandemic or about finances or perhaps about politics is the only opinion thinking, smart, educated people could really hold? Do you think the privileges you enjoy be, uh, are because of your hard work or uh, some of them simply a matter of your circumstances or your birth or your race or your family history? Do you often think that you know better you know better than the boss or government leaders or church leaders? Do you believe on Judgment Day that God will point out how many believe the wrong things but praise you for getting it all right? You see, the truth is, in some area, we probably all need to decide to change today and become like children in this area of childlike humility. Another area where we need to change and become like children is we need to develop a childlike teachable spirit. A childlike teachable spirit. Children are teachable. They want to learn new things. They are willing and anxious to grow. In fact, uh, they see that as normal. They see that as expected. They grow in their ability to eat. I mean, we start feeding them uh, milk and then we move to uh, spoon feeding them baby food and then they begin to feed themselves and then pretty soon they won't stop eating and they eat you out of house and home. I think Jesus wants us to change and become like children in this area. He wants us to have a teachable spirit and to grow. Look at what it says in 1 Peter chapter 2. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Too often, 
we begin to think that we know everything that and we stop really craving the teaching that comes from God's word we fail to grow in a full experience of salvation we need to become like children kids ask all sorts of questions and honestly sometimes it is wearying to answer all of the questions our kids and our grandkids ask but I've just never been able to push away their questions with a trite answer like because I said so if they want to learn and grow I want to answer their questions I never want to lose my teachable spirit with Jesus I want to consistently be saying to him, whatever you want me to learn, I'm ready to learn it. I work hard not to chase away my questions about God, even when they feel like doubts about God. Asking questions and studying the Bible uh, to find the answer is a part of changing to become like a little child, learning and growing with Jesus as our teacher and Jesus as our guide. May we all work to embrace the teachable spirit and childlike curiosity. I think changing and becoming like little children also involves a childlike faith. A childlike faith. The faith of a child is special. Jesus saw that, and Jesus wants us to change. He wants us to become like little children in this area, too. Let me briefly point out some qualities about a childlike faith. First, it, it's simple. It's very simple. Kids don't make things very complicated, and their faith in Jesus is pretty simple, too. I love listening to kids pray. It's so uncomplicated. It's so pure. I mean, they thank God for their stuffed animals, and uh, they pray that the sun will shine, and they thank God for their mac and cheese, and they pray for the owie on their knee to go away, and sometimes they pray for their sister to not be so mean, which might start an argument right in the middle of family prayer time. And if you have kids or grandkids, you can never be quite sure of what they're going to pray for. But you can be sure that it will be short and simple and honest. They just say it. I mean, they just pray it. There's no fluff. There's not a long and drawn out prayer. They don't beat around the bush. And when they pray... They don't talk using a different voice or different words that they don't use everywhere else. They just say what they feel, and they feel what they say. Adults, on the other hand, make faith so complex, so difficult, even prayer. I mean, we have a little formula to remind us of the right way to pray. We seem to have words that we only use when we pray. And I think Jesus wants us to have a childlike faith that's very simple. Second, a childlike faith is very trusting. It's trusting. Maybe it's because they have no other choice. I mean, they have to depend on adults and they usually trust what we say, and they trust what we promise, and they so naturally just trust Jesus. They trust him. They trust him. When they pray for something, they aren't surprised when it happens. They expect it. If Jesus promises something, they believe he will keep his promise. They just trust him. Too often... We don't. 
we don't trust him. I remember years ago going with uh, our elders in California to pray over a man in our church who was in the hospital. He wasn't expected to live, and we prayed great prayers for him. We laid hands on him, and we prayed and asked God to heal him. We said that we believed that Jesus could do a miracle. We told Jesus we wanted him to do a miracle that we believed without any doubting. And even in the prayer... We hedged our bets. We said, if healing isn't your will, don't let him suffer. Take him home quickly. And on the way home, my associate pastor and I actually discussed his funeral and the fact that it would probably be that week. And guess what? God healed him. God answered our prayers and healed him. And we were surprised. We were surprised. Know what I needed then and what I still need today? I need to change. I need to become like a child with a childlike faith that trusts God completely. And this area of childlike faith being trusting means that for the most part, little children do what their parents ask. Now, little children do, not always teens, but they trust the parents, and they trust that the parents know what is best for them, and uh, what they ask them to do will be in their best interests, will be in their best interests. Now, it's true that kids grow out of this. They get to the point where they think they know better than their parents, And that's where many people are with Jesus today. I mean, we know what Jesus has asked of us. We know what he wants us to do to serve him, to give at least a tithe, to love people, to forgive people, to obey him. But we're good at explaining why our situation is different, why our situation is unique, why those commands and rules and guidelines don't apply to us. In other words, we decide we know better. We decide we know better. And a childlike faith trusts Jesus. It trusts him to keep his promises. It trusts him to answer prayer. And it trusts that he knows what's best for us, that what he asks for us is good and right even when it's hard or even when it seems impossible in our situation. Focusing on a simple, trusting, childlike faith reminds me of these verses from Proverbs 3. It says, trust the Lord completely and don't depend on your own knowledge. With every step you take, think about what he wants and he will help you go the right way. Don't trust in your own wisdom, but fear and respect the Lord and stay away from evil. We're almost done, but let me give you one more. To change and become like a child, we need a childlike wonder. A childlike wonder. One of the things I love about kids is how filled with wonder they are about little things. They see a butterfly, or a frog, or a pretty rock, and They have to stop. They have to look. They are just in awe and wonder. It's almost like they have won a million dollars. They're impressed by things that we no longer notice. They're impressed by things that we no longer notice. Let me ask you something. When did we lose it? When did we stop noticing the wonder of God? 
When did we stop being impressed with his blessings, with his goodness, with the beauty around us? Look at what David wrote about God in Psalm 72. He said, Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone works wonders. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And may the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. I don't know about you, but I need to change. I need to be converted, to become like a a child and experience childlike wonder, to stop and notice what God is doing, the good things that he is doing all around us, protecting us and giving us such a beautiful place to live, such a great church and a free country and people who love us. Oh, may Jesus forgive us for taking it all for granted, for letting his wonder become unnoticed by us. Today, as we conclude, wherever it is that you're listening to this service, would you just close your eyes for a minute? I want you to try to shut out all distractions and just think about what I'm going to say. I'm going to use some words from a very old song from the 70s, and I hope it will move us all towards becoming like little children. Close your eyes. Remember? Remember when your faith in God was like a trusting child? You believed that he could do anything. Remember? Try to picture it in your mind. All the joy you felt when first you came to find that Jesus loved you. That he died for you. Remember? Remember when all it took to give you peace was just to know that God was near, that he'd always be around. Try to picture it in your mind, the time you looked into his eyes and you promised him that you'd be true, that you'd try to never let him down. Remember? It's plain to see that a lot of things have changed for a lot of us. Maybe you're taking him for granted. Why don't you get back where you started? Return to your first love. Become like a child. Or has it been so long you just can't remember? You've gotten old. You've become too adult to allow yourself to change and become like a child. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to remember. We want to remember those first days with you. The promises that we made, the trust that we had. Father, would you help us to make the decision to change, to become like children, like little children. Father, give us childlike humility. Forgive us for the times that we thought that we had it all together. Father, give us a teachable spirit like a child. Father, give us a childlike faith that's simple and trusting. And Father, would you fill us with childlike wonder. And Father, we're asking you
to revolutionize our spiritual lives as we just decide to change, to become like children. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name.